Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about the theory of constraints. The theory of constraints says that in every system, there's going to be a bottleneck somewhere. That constraint might be money or time or maybe a specific piece of equipment. The constraint could be a particular skill set or even an individual. If growth in your business is an objective, as it is for most businesses, then there will always be some critical resource that you're hitting up against. This notion has been showing up all over the economy as component and product shortages have appeared across many industries. There are currently as many as 70 ships waiting to dock at the port of Long Beach in California. The White House issued an order for the seaports to operate 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, in order to try and resolve the problem. But this was an ignorant proclamation, in that it failed to understand the root cause of the problem. To unload a container ship and get the containers off the port property, it takes about 8,000 trucks. The port is not the bottleneck. It's not the critical resource. It's the trucks required to get the material off the port land. That's the critical resource. Fully, 30% of the scheduled pickup appointments for containers are going unfulfilled. And that's why the port is full of containers, with over 90% of the port's capacity being consumed, versus the more typical 60% of the port's capacity being occupied by transient containers. This example just happens to be what's in the news today, but the examples are everywhere. They're in your business as well. The White House incorrectly diagnosed the problem at the Port of Los Angeles, and they tried to treat the symptom rather than the root cause. They misidentified the critical resource, in this case, trucks and truck drivers. Earlier this year, it was reported there was a shortage of containers. That may have been true, but again, we have a situation where trucks are the constraint. There are not enough trucks available, so empty containers are not being returned. Many are being abandoned on vacant lots when the end customer can't get rid of them. We're talking about shipping logistics on a large scale, but we could be talking about appliances for your new construction project or structural steel. We could be talking about finding people to frame an extension on a house or shingle a roof. Somewhere, someplace, there's always a constraint that's holding things back. Read an experience recently when the last remaining deliverable to a SitePan application was the wind study. The critical resource in this case was the mechanical engineer to perform the wind study. How did we solve it? Well, we had the engineering firm complete a desktop study based on similar projects and deliver an opinion letter in place of the full deliverable. So what do you do when you find a critical constraint in your system? The key is to focus all of the energies in your organization on removing that single blockage to the point of almost ignoring any optimizations on the rest. This runs counter to what you might have been taught over the years. We've been trained to maximize efficiency wherever possible, but in fact, it's more important to divert resources or even reduce efficiency in other areas in order to help those critical constraints. Working on non-critical items is paramount to rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic while the ship is sinking. The only tasks that matter at that moment are the critical tasks. Nothing else matters. It's that same focus and clarity that are paramount when it comes to solving critical items that are holding you back in your business. If you're building a house and you can't get structural steel for the foundation, well, there's no point in focusing on choosing light fixtures. You have to solve the critical item. That doesn't mean you'll ignore light fixtures altogether, although you might if it helps you put more resources towards finding a solution for your supply of structural steel. See, in today's increasingly silo-centric environment, it's easy for people to stay in their lane and wait until the problem in another area is solved. When you do that, you're putting the preservation of the organizational structure ahead of your business goals. Maybe there are skills available in another area of the business that could be brought to bear on solving the critical constraint. 
This is where having a fluid organization that can react, respond, and adapt to the unexpected surprises becomes incredibly valuable. Now, on November 1st, our book of the month is going to be dedicated to the theory of constraints. We'll be digging deeper into this topic in the coming days. I was first exposed to theory of constraints back in the early 1990s. At the time, the methodology was in use at NASA and in the U.S. Navy. After that, my design team applied the methodology for the first time on a project that I was involved with with Intel Corporation. At the time, we were designing a subsystem to be used in chips that accompanied their microprocessors and their networking chips. The practice is universal and applies to all businesses. So as you think about that, pay very close attention to the one thing, the one thing, the only thing that's holding back the growth of your business. Have an awesome rest of your day and go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.